content manager here at So-Called Fantasy Experts and uh, founder of FantasySixPack.net. I'm joined tonight not by AZ Applegarth, I'll get to that story in a minute, uh, but instead we have Richard Seville, content manager over at FantasySixPack.net. Um, tonight we're going to be talking some week one roundup, injuries, waiver wire, and uh, then get into some week two stuff. Uh, get you ready for your week two lineups. Um, Richard, how you doing, man? Not too bad, Joe. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, I guess uh, start off the show and let everybody know that the the reason why the, the normal co-host is not here is he just his wife gave birth to their first child yesterday, so he is spending some quality time with the baby and the. Congratulations to AJ and Heather, and I uh, hope, you know, I know the, the baby and, and, and uh, Heather are doing, doing very well. Uh, healthy baby girl, uh, I believe about 8 pounds, 8 ounces, something like that. So I think everybody's doing well over there. I haven't got an update today, but that was, that was the news yesterday, so I'm just going to assume that everything's still going well. Uh, well, I'll pass on my congratulations to AJ. AJ, if you're listening, congratulations, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know. How'd your, uh, how'd your weekend games go, man? You're, you're, you're leaving. You're even in. I'm, I'm in. I'm in seven leagues. Um one of them is kind of like a, just a fun league, or a couple of them actually are just kind of funnish leagues. But uh, I went three and four this weekend. But kind of the important one, well, there's the one I'm in with you, and then there's the the other important one that uh, isn't with uh, the FSWA. And I actually won my first matchup in the FSWA, so I was quite pleased about that. I actually smoked them, really. So and actually, I had I had one of the higher scores. I think it was in the uh, I think it was in the top five scores um, for the week. So I was quite pleased about that. I mean, Kendall Wright came through with me in flying colors. So I I did pretty good. How about you? Well, despite all my my injury woes, uh, I've gone through that many times on this on this program. Uh, I actually went five and zero, oh, but I really not get my hopes up that that's going to continue because I got hit even harder by the injuries, and we will get to all of those uh, here soon. So my teams are just being completely decimated by injuries. It is my my luck yeah. injury all year long has been the same: baseball and now football. So and basketball, I remember. Oh uh, yeah, troubles or not? Rushed in basketball too. I'm pretty tired of all this. I need some. I need a healthy team. So, whatever. It'll even itself out eventually, I guess. So anyway, so I wanna I wanna get get going on here. Um, I'm moving on here, and let's talk about some week one action and start off by saying, you know, what did we learn? And I want to start off personally with. The Vikings looked pretty awful. Uh, I think most people thought, at least I did, that the Vikings were going to go into that game last night and win. Um, with all the, 
injuries and off-season debacle, I guess you could say, that the San Francisco 49ers had, uh, I think a lot of people thought that the Vikings were going to be able to go in there and at least offensively push them around a little bit with Adrian Peterson back and Bridgewater with another, you know, second year. Charles Johnson looking pretty good preseason. The addition of Mike Wallace. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen. I mean... No. I, I mean, well, I, I don't know what North Perner was thinking. I mean, 10 carries for, for Adrian Peterson and three uh, receptions. 10 carries? 10 carries yeah, for Adrian Peterson. The best guy the best guy in the league, and he's got... And, and they uh, they give him 10 touches. 10. I don't I don't get it. Do you? I mean I mean no, it made no I mean I don't have Adrian I've only got Adrian Peterson in one league. And to say the least I was disappointed, but you know it doesn't I don't I don't know, something just doesn't make sense. And and to to add to your point about Bridgewater, he's just awful. I mean uh one of the worst starts. I mean what did he you know, oh and three his first three passes, you know, three and out well, you know, you think, okay, a little rust, you know, get out there. You know, like yeah, get out there the bad. next series and fix it up. And, but I, I didn't see any improvement. You know, and you get, you know, you get Jarek McKinnon out there doing. You know, I, I don't know. It just seemed like a really mixed bag. I, I, I really don't understand the. I just don't understand the game plan last night. Yeah, uh, I, I don't either. I mean, you're pretty spot on there with the ten carries for Peterson. That was the, the strangest thing, and Bridgewater. He looked awful. He was overthrowing people, and it wasn't even that he was just overthrowing people. It was like he was throwing it, and they were just—they were going no—they they were going to nobody. I mean, it wasn't. No, like that's a, right. They were just being thrown. It's almost like he didn't know the playbook, and he was throwing it to the wrong spot. It—it it was that bad looking. So I, yeah. I'm not really sure what to think about the Vikings going forward. I'm pretty nervous, you know, pretty reluctant to say that you can trust any of these guys going forward. I think you're, you know, you're obviously still going to start Adrian Peterson, but the rest of these guys, I don't think I'm going to start any of them. I had Charles Johnson on, on a few of my teams. He's going to sit firmly on my bench this, this coming week. And Bridgewater, yep. you know, I don't think he would have been anybody's number one, maybe in a 16-team league, but you know, you probably didn't draft him as your number one, and I'm so at least you should have somebody else there. If you don't, I think you're you're probably looking for a QB this week. Uh, now, on the other side of the ball, though, I mean, Hyde looks fantastic. He definitely surprised me. I was not a Hyde fan going into this season. He didn't no. Last year, and, you know, this offense does not seem like it's going to be very good to me, but he was awesome last night. Um, he was, and... You compare his touches, like he got 26 touches and two receptions. So you got, so he, so he's, you know, he's got, uh, he's in on 28 plays. You compare, and and, and you've got you got Peterson with less than half, and you just, and then Hyde. Well, of course Hyde just tore it up, and I feel a little bit guilty because I hold my hand up. I didn't. I, my, my sense about Hyde had been on decline. Uh, was was on a downward slope. I mean, at the beginning, yet yeah, before before uh, 
before training camp, and in, I think maybe even in the OTAs I was, I was optimistic, but I don't know. It just started to, you know, uh, I guess, you know, this isn't, this, this uh, set the 49ers don't look as good, but actually they they look pretty good, and the defense wasn't bad either. They, they swarmed quite well. And, and yeah, so, the defense looked pretty good. I, I was actually impressed. For yeah, a young... Exactly, yeah, exactly right. They were swarming, it seemed like. It was uh, very unexpected from them, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, whatever. Was I totally surprised that San Fran won the game? No. Was I surprised at no. the way that they won the game? Yes. That that was that was kind of shocking to me. Um, yeah. Another thing that I'm not sure really shocked me, uh, but Peyton Manning, he looks done. I don't know if you saw the Ravens Broncos game. He looks done. Uh, yeah. I watched it. I watched it primarily from red zone. So I, uh, so I caught I caught the I caught the main drive main parts of the drive. I mean they don't always just show red zone. They show they show parts of the drive and and uh, some of the things. And I don't know. He wasn't connecting with Demarius Thomas, and he wasn't really even connecting with Sanders either, to be honest. And and, and uh, running game was nowhere. Um, and that's another issue to to discuss at another point, but. We're talking about Manning for the moment. And, you know, you're right about the age thing. You know, we were talking about that, too, and I was trying to be a little bit optimistic for him. But, you know, I think this is going to be one of these years, like maybe even next week, you know, he might bounce back and say, and then people say, hey, look, see, there's Manning. He just had a bad game. But, you know, you're going to – but that's how age works. Your, your, uh, your, your performances become spottier. And and then you you start becoming more matchup based. And I think, I think I might have to. I think I have to might have to agree that I think I think Peyton, I think Peyton's I think Peyton's uh, become match based uh, QB play. Sadly. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to do. I mean, since I know you saw only saw red zone, it, to explain some of his throws, I mean he had wide open guys by the sideline and the balls were dropping three yards in front of them. Yeah. I mean, it was it was bad. I mean, it just, the arm strength doesn't seem to be there anymore. Um, and, I mean, granted, this was an all-around, you know, ugly offensive performance on both sides of the ball, but it's, you still expect Peyton Manning to be Peyton Manning. He still usually does pretty well against the Ravens and Flacco usually does pretty well against the Broncos, so this was pretty surprising all the way around. But the, you know, the real story coming out of this game to me is just how you know done Peyton Manning looks. You know, maybe the surgery, maybe the neck, shoulder, whatever it is. I mean, I think he's got multiple issues at this point. Um, I think it's just finally caught up to him, and he he just appears to be done. You know. Maybe you'll have a game here and there, but um, it's hard to Yeah, do. I, I think that's, that's how it works, is that they, they do, you know, like, even it could even happen next week that, like, look, look, there's Manning, but I don't know. Especially for game ones, Manning is usually, if you look at all the game uh, um, opening, 
opening season games. Manning is always ready. Bang, spout on, ready. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I from from the drives I was able to to look at, I was uh, I was a bit uh, was a bit of an eye opener, and and uh, sort of reality sort of set in with me uh, there when I you know see and and especially you know you see things not clicking and and the receivers did look frustrated. Yeah. To be honest. And, and they've got every right to be. I mean, the ball's dropping three yards in front of them and they're wide open. Why wide open should be. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about Carlos Hyde. I know that was on our list of things to talk about, so just figured I'd include that in with the uh, Vikings, Vikings talk there. I think some of the biggest news, and then on the more positive side, since we've been talking a lot of negative here, yeah, Gronk is ridiculous. First off, and the tight ends this weekend were incredible. I, yeah. I think I, I saw a stat where somebody listed like seven or eight tight ends, and there was like twenty-two touchdowns between all of them, or something like that. Probably more than seven or eight tight ends, but yeah, they it was were a beast. Pretty incredible amount of tight ends that had good weeks or good games this yeah. weekend. Yeah, Gronk Gronk uh, led the way for the tight ends this week. He was kind of the the tight end uh, flag carrier for sure. I mean, and you're seeing actually some of the good ones like uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Tyler Efert was good, and Ladarius uh, Ladarius Green. Even Greg Olson was good. He he was uh, he got an end zone, uh, but it was called back. But I mean, he he would have he would have scored if it wasn't called back in a penalty. And, and there were others uh, going uh, going into the end zone. Travis Kelsey. One of my sleeper Witt. favorites didn't get in. Richard Rogers, but he got. But everybody got vultured from by James Jones. But, yes, but you're right. Did. You're right. So. So you're right. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a it was a feast for tight ends. So that was the theme. You know, it's how every week has a theme, Joe. It's sort of, you sort of have a theme to the to the week, and and that seemed to be what it was, the tight ends. Yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, Gronk definitely led the way there, but there were a lot a lot of good performances by tight ends this week. Um, yep. I am definitely happy that I waited on tight ends in every single one of my leagues except for the league that I had uh, Delaney Walker in, but even he wasn't bad. He scored. But you know, only three, three targets. But I guess I can't expect too many more targets when Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota only throws sixteen times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, lot, a, lot good, a lot of good stuff coming there from from all the tight ends. And so now on to some some bad news and kind of in the seems like seems like my. My expertise when it comes to fantasy sports is injuries. Um, so we'll start off with the probably the biggest one of them all, and Des Bryant. Um, I've got him in my friends and family league. So that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Luckily, that team's pretty stacked, so it's not going to hurt too much. But um, you know, I. I have uh, I have him nowhere. What is he? What is he now, Joe? The last report is four to six weeks. Is it for his foot? I have heard I it was. 
all over the place now at this point. I've heard four to six weeks. I've even heard that because of the type of break, there are some doctors weighing in saying that he could be out eight to 12 weeks. Good. This is a, you know, I don't own them anywhere, so I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't own I don't own Des. And I'm huh? a Redskins fan, so I, I you know personally don't care. Uh, but I do own yeah. him in one league. Uh, thankfully, it's the it's the one league where I can actually afford to lose somebody like this. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's it's that dreaded Jones fracture. This is the same injury that that plagued Kevin Durant all season. NBA. This is the same injury that knocked oh. out Marvin Jones. Uh, that, that's all good last information, year. Joe. It, it that's could good information. Be a while, and you honestly would not, you should not be shocked at all if he just never returns all year. These types of injuries take forever to heal. Um, so, yeah. Desmond owners better go out to those to that waiver wire. We'll get to those in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but we'll yeah. move on here. We got a lot to cover. Uh, the next injury, which I'm not really sure about, you know, he's day to day, saying it's a knee injury. T.Y. Hilton. Um, I kind of get the sense yeah. that he's going to be out this week, but he might be back the week after. Maybe only, you know, maybe out two weeks. They're not really saying. I'm actually looking it up right now to see if something's been updated. Just yeah, it just says day to day after suffering a knee bruise. Um, next game is until Monday, so unfortunately, I don't think unless you're going to be lucky enough to grab you know Moncrief off the waiver wire, I don't think you're going to have the luxury of waiting. I think you're going to mm-hmm. have to make a decision and with your lineups to put somebody else in. And even if he does play, you, you've got to you've got to wonder if he's going to be you know 100. percent You know, cause he he kind of relies on his speed to get downfield, make those big plays, those big cuts. And he's got a knee bruise. It's going to really affect him. Yeah, yeah, I I uh, I agree. But it uh, certainly lightens. Uh, it certainly gives um, a lot of. Uh, Fantasy interest in the in the rest of the receiving core. Um, I think even uh, Philip Dorsett is 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 in the uh, is uh, on the radar now. So yeah, definitely would be. He'll be the he'll probably be the number three there. But I think you know, the, the main two. But it's only a week though, so. You know, but it gives him a chance to shine, and anytime you get anytime you get a anytime you get a window like that. Player can, you know, can do something, and they can uh, become uh, part of the game plan if they yeah, perform. Take take advantage of your opportunities for sure. It happens every year. Somebody like Jeremy Hill, you know, last year, Bernard okay. gets hurt. Hill takes over and becomes the main guy. Now I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to swap out no. for or even Dorsett for Hilton. That, that's crazy. But I. Now we haven't even mentioned Andre Johnson, of course. But no, of course, you know he'll he'll become the number one, and his targets should go up. Honestly, I think I think the targets that will probably go up will be for the tight ends. I kind of think that they're going to get yeah. more looks 
there. And he he likes Fleener and Allen. He does, and Allen, of course, is a red zone target. You know, he once again did next to nothing and then scored. Um, I cannot. Yep. People love Dwayne Allen against the touchdown machine, but I just I don't like him because if he doesn't score, he's getting you two points, maybe. already got a quarterback who's uh who seems to I don't know why uh, Cousins is he just can't uh, can't up his game for some reason but when he's not and especially when he needs to well he's going to have to he's got to up his game he's got to up his game and get the ball to Garcon and actually Jordan Reed actually has some has some interest now so he'll uh
Foster and Jordy Nelson in. So my team is completely destroyed in that one. <laughs> my my best running back is Giovanni Bernard. That's uh, not good. Wow. Oh, <laughs> man. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> oh, in, that's in pretty big. So now I could be pretty with, with uh, Ellington and Foster back. Um, but, yeah, my, my team is going to struggle in that one, which is one of those leagues that I am shocked that I won. Um, the other league that I had him in was the same league I had Kelvin Benjamin in. So that one's that one Oh, yes. Pretty bad. So what was that one? Uh, uh, I don't know. So I'm in two different so-called fantasy expert leagues. Um, so, well, one one is with um, Chris Chris Myers, um, and he does he does these these great leagues for a good cause to raise money for his friend whose, whose kid has I don't know what type of cancer, but his kid has cancer and keeps keeps coming back. For a good cause, so I definitely, uh, I definitely joined a couple of those. I was in a, a baseball league this, this past, well, I'm still in a fancy baseball league with him. So, um, yeah. So well, uh, yeah, I always, I always like these, uh, always like the charity leagues. Uh, I try yeah. to join them if I can. I, I'm not in one this year, but I, I was in, uh, I think I was in a charity league last year. Um, so I, I I think these these are this is the good side of of uh, fantasy football is when uh, charity leagues come in, you know because it it generates interest and and for the and uh, and the kids that you support. So charity leagues are charity leagues are really good and I heartily if anyone if anyone uh, is uh, interested in fantasy football join a charity league, you know uh, and it, and, it, and it's really good to. Uh, it's really good to enter for uh, for for causes and and things and raises awareness in in uh, whichever whichever charity that you're supporting in your league and it's fun and it still is fun and and uh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean absolutely, it's it's a great cause and and why not? I mean, we're going to be playing anyway. You know, a lot of us, a lot of us, especially you know the. Uh, I don't. I don't really care about my twenty, thirty dollar buy-in leagues. To be perfectly honest, you know, I'm, I'm really only doing the money so that everybody still pays attention and has a reason to do it. But you know, in these yeah. Leagues, so you don't have uh, deserters. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want people abandoning their leagues. Yeah, but yeah, you know, these expert leagues, you you kind of you kind of have faith that. Everybody's going to pay attention all year long, and <clears throat> so you know instead of throwing twenty thirty dollars into a pot so we can win like a hundred bucks, big, um, go for charity, make it for a good cause. You know somebody else is going to appreciate that money a lot more than we are. I think, so. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a, I think there's a website Fantasy Cares or something that I've seen on Twitter, Fantasy Cares, uh, and they. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, so we can get into your your uh, expertise here a little bit. Um, get into some waiver wires. I know you wrote the article that went out on Fantasy Six Pack 
uh, earlier today for everybody's waiver wire claims that I think most leagues have it tomorrow. Some have them on Thursdays. But either way, waiver wires, waiver wire ads is definitely a hot topic every week, and we will touch on these every week. And week one is probably one of the more busy weeks of, of them all. So yeah. go ahead and, uh, and lead the way here. Who's your, who's your top waiver wire ad? Well, it obviously has to be Moncrief uh, with with Hilton out this week. Uh, Moncrief uh, Moncrief slots in. You've got to have him, and he's uh, um, I'm not sure. Exa- I can't remember exactly how many, but it's under. I think it's under 20% that he's owned in Yahoo, and uh, Moncrief for obvious reason that Hilton's out. Um, I think he's a I think he's a good pickup anyway. Uh, even even with uh, Hilton in, but uh, he's got he's got big upside uh, for this for this week. Another another waiver uh, another waiver pickup are the are the Johnsons in Arizona, of course, for filling in for uh, Andre Ellington. And I don't know about you, but even though Arians says that CJ Two K is the lead dog going in. Um, I, I I tend to still prefer David Johnson. I would think David Johnson is more of a stronger pickup. But you know, uh, as far as sleepers go, I think CJ Two K. You know, I think either. I think you can pick up both. I think I, that was so. So uh, when I did, when I uh, posted the article today, uh, they were a couple of my choices. And my other one that uh, I selected for the program was with area screen since we had uh, since it was a tight end week, and I actually dropped I, I dropped area screen because of concussion protocol, which is one of the most frustrating uh, injuries in the NFL to have because first of all, it's an independent um, you know an independent specialist looks in, and all the specialists are different, and they all have and they all have their own ways about dealing with the protocol. You know, sometimes they, you know, they, if, depending on how bad the concussion is, you can't watch TV, you can't read, you can't do anything, you know, things like this. You can't use your brain. In other words, you're gonna, you basically got to keep yourself brain dead for, you know, some of them. But they all have different things, and that's why you see, that's why you saw like uh, Wes Welker wearing that big uh, spaceballs hat, you know, you know, because <laughs> spaceballs helmet. Because he, because uh, every specialist is different for the concussion protocol. Some are some are lighter than others, so it's independent from the league. So they they uh, they they do their testings differently. So it's not a standard. It's not a standard thing. It's a it's a protocol with the specialist that that is assigned to the case. So it's a case by case thing. Um. So those those were my those those were the three that I featured for the program. You want any more? I mean, I, I, I've got a, I've got a really wicked I got a really wicked one that I put on that I put on put in the article, and it's really way out there. And I, I and honestly, I struggled with putting it on there, but I had to put, I had to mention Jermaine Curse. Curse had 10 targets. He's never had 10 targets in his entire career with with the Seahawks. He's never had 8 catches with the Seahawks ever. I think and he got 74 yards. No touchdowns or anything, but 
it's it got me thinking. Well, where does this come from? Like, is you know, suddenly they're in a shootout. He's ne- he's never had this this kind of targeting before. And I thought, heck, pick him up. It might be the changing. It might be this paradigm change in the Seattle offense that we're witnessing since since Graham came. Heck, pick him up. If he does, if if it's a if it's an illusion, just drop him next week. But if it's not, you've got a guy that's that's turning out to be a workhorse in the Seahawks. And another Seahawk that I'm kind of interested in too. If you if you want to have a have a long term stash or an on spec stash, as I say. Is uh, Tyler Lockett too? Oh, anyway, yeah. If you, so if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, if you want a deep stash, I think Tyler Lockett is a Tyler Lockett's a good one, especially if the Seahawks are changing their paradigm, which it very much looks. I don't know what you think, but it certainly looks that way to me. That there's there's yeah. something going on here. I mean, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say that they're that they're going to be... It's more balanced, is what I mean. It's looking like it's starting to go more balanced than, than from that run, that running running game sphere that they've they seem to lock themselves into, breaking out of it a little bit. But I mean, it, it certainly was, it certainly surprised me to see Curse get, get that many targets. He never gets anything. I mean, gets clutch passes in this, not, but, but never, ever, ten targets. He's never had it. Of course, he's had a, he's, he's been a, his, um, his, you know, his his, um, his upbringing in the NFL has been just the slowest of any receiver that I can think of. I don't know where he would place on another team, because uh, you know he hasn't really gotten the. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how he would how he would fare on another team. So, oh. but I just thought it was interesting. So I thought, eh, pick up Curse. If if this uh, you know, if this is uh, something real, then you got a guy. If not, eh, chuck him next week and get somebody else. But uh, I think it's worth grabbing just in case, just in case this. This is something that's going on. But it certainly seemed weird to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, hey, I I was not even remotely looking at him, but now that you say that, I might have to give him a give him a chance there. I mean, that's that's pretty legit. Giving giving ten targets and he catches PPR league. That's that's going to do pretty good in a lot of places in a PPR league. Um, I know that. Yeah, Tyler Eifert went undrafted in a bunch of leagues, so he's obviously up there. He's out there. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys off the top of my head that, that might be be out there. I I was so busy at work today, I didn't get a chance to look at my waiver wire. Put him in yet? You know, James Jones might have gone forgotten about. Yeah, James Jones. You know, some of these guys that you know. Clearly, the the waiver wire ads that, that you're throwing out there are, you know, guys that are really that completely went undrafted in, in the majority of leagues. But clearly, when you're looking at waiver wires, and this is probably the case for any article you read for waiver wires, realize that they're, you know, the 
writers are going after guys that are owned in you know, 30, 40 percent of leagues at most. So if there's somebody yeah. out there better, don't pass over him for somebody like a Dante Moncrief. Oh yeah, you know these guys. Yeah, there, naturally. The, these, these, all these guys that I'm mentioning are under 40 percent in Yahoo. Yeah, um, I did want to mention been... one. Keep on. You're in one. Hello? So yeah, the so yeah, these guys, uh, yeah, the, these guys are under forty percent that I'm talking about. You know, I mean, you everyone would know the obvious choices of of anybody above that. So you're absolutely right, Joe. That's yeah, why I don't. In... That's why I don't mention. You know the obvious yeah. guys like Terrence Williams. You know, right. you know Terrence Williams is is there, and you're going to pick up Terrence Williams because Des Bryant isn't isn't there, and you, and you might even pick up Cole Beasley. Yeah. You know. So. I mean, and and. Uh, yeah, like I'm in a league where I think Stevie Johnson's available on the waiver wire, and I'm like, wow, that's a no-brainer. So I'm picking up Stevie Johnson. You know, he, he's the you know he's wide receiver three for San Diego, but. In reality, I think he's a much, you know, he's going to play a pretty big role there. Uh, I like him going yeah. into the season, you know. So kind of like that, like they're out there. I'm picking them up. Um, so just just remember that going into your waiver wire claims here, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, we're talking, sure we're talking, attention. we're talking, yeah, folks, we're we're talking not the obvious picks. Um, if there's somebody higher, like Terrence Williams, obviously you grab him. Beasley even, maybe, like I say, and Dunbar, uh, Lance Dunbar. You know, these guys. I just talk, I don't know why I'm talking Cowboys. I'm thinking Cowboys now because of, <laughs> because of, uh, because of Des Bryant. But, uh, well, that's a good one, yeah, actually, that's Dunbar. the point. But I think hmm? Dunbar is only a viable pickup in PPR leagues. And even then, I don't know if you can trust yes. him too much. He really got no. the bulk of his work. At the very end of the game, there when he and he only got work in the passing game, so I would not pick him up in standard leagues. I would only pick him up in PPR leagues, and that's only if you're kind of desperate at this point. And I'd be hesitant to use him because they're going to, you know, I think the clear breakdown with Randall with 16 carries. Um, yep. Fadden was the backup running back for sure, and he was also used a little bit in the passing game, and then Dunbar was the clear passing back. So it was... Yeah. It was you know, really... It was, they they made their system pretty open and honest, didn't they? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's... it's um, you know, Dunbar's a tough one to, to, to get the grass, you know, to get a handle on here, but if you're in a PPR league, he could be pretty viable. Just beware of the, the dud that is churning out from him. So, yeah. moving on here, let's, let's look forward to, to week two here. Uh, so last week we did, you know, kind of best fantasy game, worst fantasy game, and we went through, you know, one sleeper at the main positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, may have to start throwing in tight end here if they keep scoring the way they're scoring. Uh, but uh, make sure we get in under the time. Um, I'll start out here. My best fantasy game for the week, the one that, you know, if I'm 
playing DFS, I'm loading it, I'm loading up on if I'm, you know, if I've got the guy, I'm deciding some flex play, this one's going to get a little bit of an advantage. Cowboys versus Eagles. I think it's the highest over-under of the week at yeah. 55, I believe it was. I looked it up earlier. I forgot to bring, bring it back up. Um, yeah. My runner on that is 55, and it's by far the highest. Of, of the week. Yes, it is. Yeah. The over-under is usually the best indicator of, of fantasy point production because of touchdowns and field goals and so forth. But, uh, yeah, that, that, and, uh, but, yeah, I, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't see a, I can't see a better game than that. Um, but, uh, what's next? Uh, what, what, what's next after that on the OU? Do you have that? Uh, the next best one is, let me look here, uh, Giants in Atlanta, so no surprise there, you know, we kind of got mm-hmm. the same, kind of the same, you know, yeah, so that's a good basically one. just sloppy teams from last week that I liked, you know, Giants, and it was the Giants and the Cowboys and the Philly and the Eagles and the, the Falcons here, so they kind of just swapped, swapped teams and had the two high, uh, over-unders again, which these were the two games I liked last week. So that one's no surprise either. I mean, you know, Atlanta looked decent on defense at times. On they on did, and, but you know something, Chip Kelly is he ever smart? And I think if he'll, and and uh, John Gruden pointed this out, and I thought it was so clever. You know how they did, and you know how they were running their sweeps with Tevin Coleman, or not not Tevin Coleman, I mean with um, Demarco Murray, and uh, and um, and Sproles, especially Sproles. They would they would they would run their sweeps away from the away from the bench side line of uh, of of the Falcons. So if you well you know how sweeps are you gotta you've gotta run to the you know you gotta run right over to the sideline to the opposite sideline where the other team is and then you've got to go running back to line up because you know they, they that's how they wear out uh, that's how they wear out a defense. I thought it was awfully clever how they, you know, they run their sweeps, uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought that was a really clever thing that, that was pointed out, and I thought, ah, pretty smart, that, that Chip Kelly, about uh, running sweeps to the opposite side of where, of where your team bench is so that they can't get off the field quick. They've got to run to get off, and it tires them out. It's perfect. Brilliant. That is interesting. I wonder, I wonder if teams will start to have catch on to that now, though, and I wonder if they'll load up the other side of the field and, and uh, yeah. stop those sweeps, but, yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, that's my that's my favorite game of the week. My my least favorite game of the week is Titans versus Browns. I don't actually know what the over-under is on that one, but it's got to be on the lower end. Yeah, 41-42. I think it is on the lower end there. I mean, Mariota, Mariota had a really good game be honest, though, Tampa uh, is not a good defense. I actually thought they were going to play a bunch of, I thought that was going to be a low-scoring game last week, uh, Tennessee versus Tampa, but it ended up being a blowout pretty quickly, And but I'm not, I'm not really expecting any sort of repeat performance there by Mariota. Um, well, it better not be. You know, yeah. Because if, if 
if Marioletta does this again, we've got a phenomenon on our hands. And I don't think he's gonna have I don't think he's gonna have another perfect passer rating like he did this week. And there's gonna be you know I mean he's gotta come down he's gotta come down to he's gotta come down a few pegs because well, there's Joe Hayden he's got to deal with. And this will be a good test for him. He, um, to fire out passes to to uh to Joe Hayden. So that's we'll have to see how Kendall Wright handles that. Or well, he's gonna uh, have to throw more than sixteen times this game for sure if they're gonna wanna win out. Yeah. He's gonna get the gifts that Winston gave Tennessee. No. Uh, although they might, because Manziel is the quarterback for Cleveland this week, so who knows what'll happen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and also you notice you notice something points. else too. Is that Mariota sort of the pass opens up the run game, kind of the opposite of what it usually is. Because you saw Sankey mm-hmm. uh, no, really have a big. Or Sankey had a big a big day. So uh, yeah, so if if Mariota keeps this up, if he if he if he does a, like maybe not four touchdowns, but if he does another three touchdown thing, and he has another good, you know. I, Boy, to have just it'd be really strange to have a uh, it, it'll make it a really weird year to have a phenomenon in the league like this. So, I mean, he's because if he does it again and again, you know, we've got we've got something weird going on. So, I, I actually hope he does because uh, it just makes it exciting, doesn't it? That, yeah, you get you get this, uh, you know. They'll have to get the Titans mascot to learn push-ups, because <laughs> uh, it, it did look very, it did look very Oregon Duckish in that first well, half. The way he was. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, Mariota does does have a pretty friendly schedule to start the year. I know, you know, obviously Tampa was first, then Cleveland, and then Indy's third. Uh, Indy's defense is not very good, clearly. Um, those are three pretty friendly defenses to face early on. Then he gets a bye week, and then he gets Buffalo and Miami. So those will be the first two true tests I think he will have. Um, yep. So the, those Buffalo-Miami games, those are the ones that I'm waiting to see. If he does yeah, it's Buffalo. have good games in a row here, um, I think those are the games that everybody should be paying attention to and be very reluctant to start him, even if he, you know, keeps, you know, keeps on fire here in these next few games. Yeah. So I, I, I hope it turns out to be a something yeah. phenomenal going on, because uh, yeah, it just, uh, it just makes it fun to watch. And he is good. Jeez, he's good. You know, he, he's. He throws a good ball. Um, he throws a good ball for sure. Yeah. Did you have a, a game that that you wanted to stay away from, if if you possibly could, with your fantasy guys? Um, I'm really, you know, I I, I kind of wonder about games like like Baltimore at Oakland and things like that. Um, you you just don't know how that's gonna, you know, those kind of games turn out to be can turn out to be like field goal fests. Like you know, Baltimore at Oakland, it, 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 you know, it, it, it just depends. Um, it actually depends if Carr's back. Uh, it, I'm not sure on the, I'm not sure on the David Carr situation, to be honest. Yeah, I'm but not sure. For some reason, I, I skipped him on the injury thing. But yeah, you got like a bruised thumb or 
like that. I don't know if he's throwing hands. He's pretty questionable this week, but um, they're saying they're but saying he's in good shape though to play. But games like that, you know, I'm I'm really I really don't have a lot of high hopes on for, for, for games like that. But but the but the rest of the lineup doesn't look too bad. You know. Maybe Denver at Canvas City might be a might be a tough one, but I don't know. Good uh I think that Houston Carolina game would be bad actually too. Mm. In fact that was actually uh, got the over under of the week now that I'm looking at it. So mm. that was uh, that was worse than the than the Browns game that I picked. <laughs> so I should have should have yeah. used Carolina now that I'm looking at it. But so I do like to give everybody I like to finish off the week with one busted quarterback, running back, and receiver, and one sleeper. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with uh, start with good. I hate giving busts. You know, I always hope everyone does good, and I I hate giving busts. So let's uh, let's 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 leave the good stuff to the last. Okay. Let's let's start with the busty stuff because I uh, I I don't like giving busts because I always hope everybody does good. All right. And uh, so uh, yeah. So where are we going with it, Joe? Well, let's uh, let's start off here right at the beginning. Give uh, give me your your quarterback bust. Uh, well, I will. I'm gonna bust. Oops. I had it ready here. I can't remember, and I should because you know this is the show. No, I I'm not. I'm uh. I'm actually uh I'm not uh I'm not too great on uh, Joe Flacco. And uh, I think uh and uh I actually have Tyrod Taylor uh falling back a bit against New England. So but yeah, those were uh, <clears throat> two that I was definitely looking at. I don't think a lot of people are have a lot of faith in Flacco I like I like Tyrod Taylor a lot, but I don't like the matchup. I don't like well, that I mean, New England. New England's tough, um, but they were a lot better of a defense last year. But you know, Belichick does know how to shut down some some teams, regardless of his personnel. So yeah, that, that's a tough one. You know, I'm kind of yeah. going a little more high profile here with mine, and I'm going to say Sam Bradford. Um, you know, he he kind of struggled this past week on national television against. Honestly, a pretty bad Atlanta defense. He kind of came on toward the end, but he just didn't. Terrible seem to first make. half, yeah. No, the first half was atrocious. Um, he, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, he, he he had a really strong second half, what, twenty of twenty three or something like that. You know that that last interception clearly wasn't his fault. Jordan Matthews needed to catch that ball. So that was a shame. You know, he should he should have finished with. I think two more points than in most leagues. Two more points. I know in my interceptions are usually two. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was kind he of threw a shame, really bad. He, he threw a really bad interception. Uh, earlier on, yes. Yeah, that first yeah, pick was definitely It's fading back and just threw it, and it was bad. But 
quite that good again, but I just, I have this weird feeling that, you know, Bradford's going to have another bad week. Um, it is, it was a road game again, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he, I was, I was hoping for more touchdowns. Yeah. I'll start off. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I. I tend to agree, but I. But I also think that he's playing the. Um, since he's. Uh, since he is playing the. There's a, there was always this big rivalry between Dallas and the, and the Eagles. So. I don't know. And uh, I think Chili, Chip Kelly will be really wanting a win. And also, if he um, if he does this sweep thing that they're doing, and that's something I'm going to be watching for now, is to yeah, see how they run the sweep. Pay attention to that. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching for the for for Philadelphia running the sweep towards their own bench. <laughs> yeah. So that the get those get those Dallas guys running, because you know something. That's one thing you always notice. You know a defense is tired if they're if they're com- if they come out of their huddle and they're waiting for the uh, offense to get ready to get set, and they've got their hands on their hips. If you see the hands on the hips, that means the defense is tired. So yeah, always look for that, and you can see how you can see how tired they are if they've got their hands on their hips. Yeah, Some guys try to hide it, but it's. I'm actually going to stay in that game and uh, my running back. I didn't even really realize I did this until we got it now. I don't think DeMarco Murray is going to be my best running back. Um, if it were not for the two touchdowns, he would have had an awful game. He touched the ball eight times. Yeah. I liked Sproles more, to be honest. I thought Sproles was more dynamic. Yeah. But it's a three-headed monster, after all. It is. No, I, and you don't really know what's going on. I don't know who, what the game plan is. It's, it's, it's you know, it could be, it, it could have something totally different uh, disguised for for Dallas. We'll have to see. But there's no doubt about it. The running game is a huge part of the Chip Kelly uh, yeah. offense for sure. I mean, Gary, so, I realize the game flow had a lot to do with that. Uh, the fact that he didn't run very much, but carrying the ball, you're, you're going to pay this guy all that money, and you're going to only let him carry the ball eight times. Um, that's, yeah. And he only, but he only got nine yards off. Of it. It's not like he did anything spectacular with it. He just, you know, thankfully he scored twice: one from a pass and one from a, a short run. So, yep. You know, I'm kind of. Yeah, I I have to agree. It's 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 a pig in a poke with 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 uh, with the, I I stayed away from uh, Philadelphia in the draft. I stayed away from all the running backs. Didn't want any of them. Now I'm thinking I should have at least gotten Sproles because he's kind of PPR interesting. But, yeah, he's but you're right. Dunbar earlier. I'm not a big 
would you like this week for running backs? Uh, well, I'm down on Marv- Melvin Gordon still. I think Woodhead's the man. Uh, I, it, I mean, it. it I just. Uh, I think they're going to bring. Uh, I think they're going to kind of do what they did with Brandon Oliver, sort of bring him along, let uh, let Woodhead sh- lead the way, because it was Woodhead that was uh, was actually the uh, spearhead of, of of the running game there, clearly. So. So yeah, I, I think Melvin Gordon. I think I think you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for. Uh, have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think Woodhead's gonna be be the one that you want to own there right now. Gordon didn't look very good. Um, moving on though, my my wide receiver bust is Vincent Jackson. I just think, you know, Winston didn't look very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, either one of his, you know, a few of his receptions just didn't, you know, completions didn't work throws that he probably should have made. Vincent um, Jackson, even with Mike Evans there, didn't didn't do a ton. Um, so. No. Like Evans. No, he had he had an Evansless offense last week, and uh, Evans if Evans is back this week, um, how much better can he be? So I agree on that. Yeah, Definitely. I mean he had 11 yeah, targets, but he was only able to corral four of them, and you know that just yep. uh, goes back on Winston there, I think. And so you know if you're adding Mike Evans back into the mix, which it appears that he that he might be back, then Vincent uh, Jackson's stock takes. My bust is Vincent Jackson. What about you? Yeah, I uh, yeah Vincent Jackson. I'm for uh, I'm I'm like I said, you know he had a he had a, a Mike Evans list offense to work with, and he didn't do didn't do the well, Of course, like you say, a lot of it was on Winston not getting it there. Winston wasn't, you know, I mean, they got bowled over by uh, by this. But I might think it could be a phenomenon going on here. But, uh, yeah. So that's where that happened. So, yeah, Vincent Jackson for me. All right. And so you said you wanted to save you know, the good news for last. So I'll let yep. you start that here. Who's your, who's your sleeper quarterback who you, who you like better than, than others? Well... Um, I actually would, uh, um, I guess my, I think I'm, I think I'm still, I think you still go with, uh, I think you go still go with Carson Palmer this week. I think, I think Carson Palmer in Chicago, I think, uh, the cards, the cards going into Chicago have got a nice matchup there for him. I think he'll, uh. I think he'll do fine, and I think the, I think uh, I think it'll be a good good outing for Carson Palmer once again. So he's got he's got uh, two good, two good, uh, two good runs in a row. I think I've got him ranked at number seven this week. He's in the top ten, so I got him ahead of Wilson and Bradford and Brady even. So I think it's a good yeah, matchup for Carson Palmer. I don't know where I've got him. I got him pretty high. 
is definitely one of my one of my sleeper picks. I don't know if he's really considered a sleeper going against Chicago and considering what he just did. No, not really, but but uh, but, uh somebody who's not getting a whole lot of love this week that I like is Eli. Um, you know, he had a he had a pretty mediocre game this past weekend. Um and I think he could bounce back. I don't think you're going to see, you know, the uh, Odell Beckham get kind of almost shut out again. And mm-hmm. you know, may not be. Uh, uh, you know, shouldn't get shut out like that again. Green should be more than the I just think, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think Eli's going to have a bounce back game here. I'm not as high on Eli as you. I don't think he'll. I don't think. I think we're going to see um, more struggles. I think it's going to be a struggling game. I think. I think the Giants can win it. I mean, uh, we are talking Atlanta here, and they and that defense is a lot better in the second, especially in the secondary. And you know what Eli Eli's like. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as. I'm not as high on Eli, especially with that improved secondary that the Falcons have got. So, yeah, I'm we'll not see. sure. We'll see. I, uh, he likes to. He likes to surprise when not be suspected. Um, but but uh, I. Uh, I. But uh, I'm. I'm. I'm certain that people want Eli to have a better game so that Odell Beckham gets some. Uh, right. Exactly. Targets uh, caught. Exactly. Yeah. So. Running back sleeper might surprise some people, and I think it's surprising myself. It's Chris Johnson. I think a lot of people are kind of uh, staying away from the situation, but now that Ellington is out, I, I believe Bruce Arians when he says that Chris Johnson is going to be his guy. Uh, he hates rookies. He does not like to play rookies. Um, yeah. And so I, I think he's going to feed Chris Johnson the ball. Now, will Chris Johnson actually do something with it? I hope so. Uh, mm-hmm. But we we shall see. Um, I, I think he will. I think he'll, you know, I don't think he's going to be like the top running back of the week or anything. But I I think he could, he could definitely have a pretty good game playing Chicago. You know, it's, that defense is not good. So yeah. I see no reason why. Chris Johnson should be able to find some running lanes there and, and do something with it. Yeah, I if I was to pick a sleeper, I'll, I'll pick Ronnie Hillman. I'll pick Ronnie Hillman as a sleeper. I think uh, Ronnie Hillman um, might get enough touches to. Uh, there's a funny thing going on in Denver, and I, I'm I'm uh, I think this Thursday. I don't like playing players on Thursday. That's the only downside about taking Hillman, but. I mean, well, you know what Thursday nights are like. You know, they can be disaster for for fantasy for some reason. But uh, I like Hillman. I I I think uh, if I was to pick a sleeper, force my arm, I'll take Hillman. I think I think Hillman could get some get some decent touches and maybe get some uh, get something into the end zone. As what with uh, what with Peyton ailing, so it seems. You know. Yeah. Especially if C.J. Anderson misses, misses some time or has to get a reduced workload, Hillman could definitely. I mean, Hillman looked good last week. That, that's for sure. Yep. So, 
So I'll, I'll take him. Yeah, that's not a bad one. I, I do like that. My wide receiver sleeper, I kind of mentioned him earlier. You know, one of my leagues is still available. Stevie Johnson, uh, I think he, he proved that he's going to be able to step in right, you know, right away and, and be a factor in that offense, especially while Antonio Gates is out. I think he's kind of taking. You know, I know Green had a good game, but I think Johnson is going to be a big, a big target while Gates is out. Um, you, know, you, you forget how good Stevie Johnson was just a few years ago on a really bad Buffalo team. Last year, you've got to forget about last year when he played for San Fran. Barely played. That offense is inept when it comes to the passing game. You forget about last year. Go look at the year that passed when he played for Buffalo, and he was good. He was always a wide receiver three, if not sometimes better. Um, I think he would be even better than that. Um, yep. So I, I think he could have a, a good week, um, even against Cincinnati, who I think you know everybody, everybody thinks, me included, has a pretty good defense out there. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess uh, I'll uh, I'll select. Uh, I will select. Uh, I always like Breeze at home, and uh, and. Uh, He's got a lot of miles to feed, but I think you can a, a nice sleeper pick, a nice guy you can just slide in there and just if if you just want to uh, you know if if you're just looking for a touchdown maybe it's Brandon Coleman. Uh, I, I think Brandon Coleman is is not a bad. It's a pretty good sleeper choice if you if you've got uh, if you've got room uh, for a flex. I think you can flex him in. He's not a bad he's not a bad choice for Breeze at home against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think, I, and Breeze is always is always mowed down the Buccaneers at home, and so I expect I expect also Breeze to have a nice day. So you know he'll be spraying around to everybody, and I think Brandon Coleman uh, will get will get uh, some fair shots. Yeah, no, he's he's the, my sleeper pick. Yeah, that's I am a sleeper pick. Well. Um, so that's gonna do it. Um, Hopefully everybody listening won their week one and, and can continue the success moving forward. If you didn't win week one, um, get you in that win column this week. Um, be sure to check out uh, so-called fantasy experts. And uh, while we're at it, check out fantasy6pack.net. And, um, yeah, follow uh, my co-host here on Twitter at... You're going to have to remember. RRS Seville. That's uh, double R double S A V I double L, and uh, and I'm also uh, one of the writers at Fantasy Six Pack, and yep. um, and we uh, well so come to the website and uh, you can see all of our stuff and and uh, all of our crew who do, who do a magnificent job, and uh, with uh, with all the updates of injuries and and uh, and your starts and sits. And all the rest of it, and uh, so we just uh, and uh, we are a partner of of uh, so-called fantasy experts. So come and uh, come and see our site, uh, which Joe is our is our leader. Does a great job keeping us in line. 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, Joe. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to get you on here. It's time to go. So definitely bring you back on as a guest again. Um, hopefully next week, AJ is up for for coming back. Okay.